Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard. That's what we do. We watch them very carefully. They they bear watching. They, they're up to shenanigans. Uh, with me this week, not one, but two simply fantastic co-hosts. Uh, much more fantastic than, say, the Fantastic Four movie, which was not actually very good. These two are good. Um, I saw the movie recently. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, first up, let's introduce... We'll, we'll go with... Uh, hold on. Okay. We're going to go with Alex this week. Alex, what are you up did to? You, did you have to flip a coin? Yeah, that's what I just did. Fair enough. Uh, what have I been up to? Not a whole lot. I haven't been playing Pokemon Go as much because uh, the last patch kind of broke stuff. And I'm really yeah. sad about that. Yeah, I, I heard um, that it was bad. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for them to get their expletive together. And then I'll be back to that. Otherwise, um, I played a little Overwatch today because there's a new build. Uh, and I'm just waiting for the invasion stuff to start in WoW on Tuesday. So I haven't been doing anything but waiting. Nah, Fix your stuff. Okay. Every, every, every company... That makes every game I play, get it together, please. <laughs> uh, also with us, and hopefully not having as much waiting as Alex is, and and what are you up to? Um, well, I'm level 14 in Pokemon Go, and I'm still playing because I don't care about tracking. I just walk around downtown and catch things. Well, I, they I, also made Pokemon fight back more, so you waste more balls. Oh, well, but that I also don't really care about because where we go to is it, the streets are lined with Pokestops. It's <laughs> Yeah, it requires me to take special trips to get places like that, and I can't do that every day. No, I was like, I had hit level 11, and then I went to get my hair done, and in the process of getting my hair done, I caught so many Pokemon in the salon that I leveled up to 14. So, that was a thing. (laughs) Well, there you go. And I also, I finally finished cleaning out the void storage and the bank and the bags of my main character in Warcraft. I have so much space now. Like I'm using like maybe maybe a quarter of I don't know what to do with it all. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually didn't get rid of a lot of stuff. I there were some things that I saved because I was like, Oh, no, that was that was a very specific thing and I wanna keep that, you know, or or I worked really hard for this particular thing and I and I just I wanna hang on to it so that I have the actual item. But most of it I was pretty vicious about chucking out things, and I think I made about 3,500 gold or something just from venering stuff. Probably close to that, because on the character I had that I didn't even, like, I, my main, well, my original main, he isn't really my main anymore because I've switched to a completely different warrior in a different realm, but my original main had, a, like I said, the huge weapon collection and all the gear right. from various raids, and they broke set bonuses. Right. And so I didn't have any reason to keep the gear for, for time walking anymore. Right. But I still like like my weapon collection. I'm not getting rid of that. I'm keeping all my weapons from my weapon collection. So he still has a lot of stuff in his bank, but his void storage is completely empty. And that felt really strange. Like there was a moment where I was panicking. Like you know what I mean? Like there's like, you know, oh god. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't delete anything that I don't think I can replace. Um I moved like there's a couple armor pieces I kept. I had sets that I had kept in the bank that I moved to void storage because all of a sudden I had room in void storage again. Um, and I have like, I have an empty, I have so much space in the void storage right now. Like I had two tabs and both tabs were crammed full, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-uh, no, I'm using like maybe two rows of one tab now and that's it. Yeah, um, like the only thing I'm keeping in void storage on one character, I actually found on one character the, uh, the, do you remember how we were talking about how you had the leather set that looks vaguely like the Paladin stuff? Yeah. I have the plate version. I found right. it on an alt that I haven't played in like six years. Yeah. He had, so I, but I, I didn't know I had it. Like, I honestly <laughs> had no idea I had this. And I went on this one character that, that I hadn't played him. I just had not been playing this guy since, I guess, since after Wrath. And he had the full set, like the, the, Wrath, the, the Wrath version of it. Okay, cool. So, so I got to keep that. So I kept that just because it was like, hey, yeah, throw that in wood storage. Yeah, that was the one I kept. And then all of the cloth gear that I that I farmed up on my rogue, I kept because I can't transmog it. And it's soul bound to me now, which just, but for the record, that really sucks because I have a lot of cloth gear on my rogue that I farmed on my rogue specifically for like role playing and stuff like that. But I can't add it to my wardrobe. And some of it is pieces you can't get anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just forever going to be sitting in my inventory. Thanks, Blizzard. When they switched... Do you know how they switched some, like, mail pieces to plate? Yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of quest items are plate now. Um, I had a bunch of mail stuff that I had just because I liked it on my warrior. And he still has it. 
He, all that stuff, none of it changed. It, it's all like set. It's like all green sets things that stayed male. None of it changed, so it's completely useless to me. Except just, to just wear. I just wish that it had. I don't know. I wish it had added the stuff that I'd already collected, or at least allowed me, because I can put cloth gear on. I can't. My rogue can't slap on a piece of plate, but I can slap on a cloth robe. So I, I don't know why, why couldn't I you... transmog? That? Why can't you at least learn the stuff that or, you have yeah. that you have soulbound to you? Even if I can't transmog it, why can't I just add it to the wardrobe? What's yeah. what's wrong with doing that? I mean, well, they, and I, I know that people were complaining. They were like, nobody will ever want to farm anything with anything except for plate classes because they can equip anything. Okay, well, fine. Limit it so that, you know, leather wearers can do leather and cloth and cloth wearers can do leather and cloth and then have male and plate wearers interchangeable. So you need like either yeah. a male wearer. So they probably feel it's really arbitrary. Like, okay, leather can technically equip cloth but cloth can't technically equip leather and no the, the, the thing what they did the, the thing that they did where they made like you know um hunters mail from the start and like paladins and warriors plate from the start i get why they did it and they did the shaman too shaman are also male from the start now i get why they did it but it really did screw up a lot of people's transmogs the and other it, the other thing that kind of annoys me is that you know they said oh we're gonna add all of the rewards even the ones from quests that you've done before so all of those pre-cataclysm revamp quests and things, you get the quest reward items for it. But you only get the quest reward items if they were in your category. Yeah. And I was hoping that we would just get all yeah. the quest rewards. Like, just get everything. Yeah. You can't get them anymore anyway, so why not just give them to people that completed the quest? Yeah, I assumed that was how the quest thing would work. That you just all of them. It, because... it is. It is how it worked for like some things, but it only only seems to be like for weapons. Yeah. And again, only if you could equip the weapon. Like for, again, this is a situation where. But where I mean, warriors... when you do a quest like on my rogue, if I did a quest where the quest reward was a cloth piece of something, a plate something, and then a a dagger or whatever, or even if it was like a cloth, something, a plate, something and a mail, something, and there was no leather option. That means that I don't have any of those cost rewards. And yeah. I, I'm kind of mad about that, <laughs> but, yeah, what... but these are like little tiny, tiny, you know, complaints. And honestly, I really do like the wardrobe system. I love the fact that you can save appearances. And I love the fact that I can just like sw swap back and forth between things. Still not enchanted with the idea that I have to go to a transmog vendor to get rid of my helm and my cloak now. Like, I think that's annoying as I'll get out. Um, Did you see uh, people found like how that works now turning off? Yeah. Yeah. There's an item in the wardrobe that is like hidden helm and it's a helm without a model so when you hide your helm you're actually transmogging to an invisible helmet yeah. yeah that's funny i knew that the whole time that's that, you know what's messed up about that whole thing though one of the, i, I kind of like it and i kind of don't like it um i've i've basically started playing these two male classes basically just so i can collect all these male looks purely just because i'm done on plate i am done like i i don't need anything the only plate pieces I don't have are plate pieces I don't want. Like, I think are ugly. That's that's it. And and I'll admit this, that's even though I think many of these pieces are ugly, I am still collecting them. <laughs> because, you know, I don't have everything ticked in. But, but seriously, like, I really don't need to. Whereas I have all the stuff I don't have in the male classes, so I can at least have the feeling of transmogging again. And I know where this is going. I'm going to end up leveling somebody who wears leather. So I can get all the leather pieces for them, and then I'm gonna, I'm eventually gonna break down and play a cloth class, because I've been doing this since Transmog came out, and yeah. the idea of being done, of not having anything to collect, is like, uh, no, no, I, I don't want that. I mean, I, I guess that's how like pet collectors feel. Like, yeah, oh, I got all of them. I have, I'm at the cap of a thousand pets. Now what? Yeah, it really does feel weird like that. Like I don't, I don't, I'm close enough on some certain items, like, like cloaks in particular i've i've got like i think like 20 pages of cloaks like some ridiculously high amount and i don't think i'm even close to done but it's like it scares me sometimes thinking okay now i have to go and, and run every dungeon to get every cloak because there's cloaks <laughs> i didn't bother with like and what's wrong with me that i'm actually seriously plotting out burning crusade cloak strategies yeah there are very few cloaks i like the appearance of so i don't really care about those yeah but i think i have like maybe six in my 
I don't. I always hide the cloak. I always hide the cloak, and I very rarely will I show a helm on my character. Yeah, like it really depends on the character. Like plate classes, their armor is very bulky, and it kind of seems like it makes sense for them to have a cloak. So on plate classes, I'll use one. On my rogue with like relatively slim leather. No, those cloaks don't fit a rogue. If it was like a big cape, like a spooky, sneaky cape, maybe. With a hood. Yeah, Blizzard doesn't make those. And if a cloak is short, it's automatically out of contention because those just look like you put on a bib but backwards. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to spill on my back. You've tied a towel about your shoulders, and that's what that is. (laughs) There's certain cloaks I almost always use. Uh, One is the stone skin gargoyle, the original stone skin gargoyle cloak. Because you know That's it's longer. The one everybody uses. Yeah, I, I use that one a lot just because I, I I remember when I got it, I had this like you know this cloak is really cool, so I I wore it forever. Um, the other one is the Anixia cloak. I kept my Anixia cloak. Yeah, me too. And like, I use I it kept all the time. it. It's it's in my bank. I don't actually use it or anything. The only reason I kept it is because that was my original Anixia cloak, and it was made for me by a friend of mine, and it was from yeah. the very first raids that I did, and. It's there's sentimental value to that. There's a few things, like I said, there's a few things that I kept in my void storage that were purely, purely sentimental. Like yeah, I kept my Anixia cloak physically as well for the same reason. I kept my cloak, Cape of the Black Baron, the original one. Yeah, and that, that I still have. Benediction I, kept benediction, not tossing benediction. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm that way about Quelsarar. I don't know if I'd ever use it. Oh, yeah, Keldalar. I kept Keldalar because I really liked that quest chain. <laughs> yeah, other other than those ones like Benediction, Quelsarar, uh, Shadowmorn, I was happiest to get rid of all of my weapons because yeah. they gave me the highest vendor price. Yeah, that's why cloth, I made like, like 3,500 gold, man. <laughs> cloth robe, two gold, axe for Black Temple, 45 gold. Dang. Yeah, I'm not- yeah, I'm st- I'm probably sitting on like nine thousand gold in terms of it was limits. it was pretty crazy, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with all that space. But yeah, we should probably we have a lot of news to talk about, so yeah, maybe we, we should do. get to that. Okay, well, I'm gonna go backwards then because the I wrote this and then I thought about it. So first up is the Hearthstones One Night in Karazhan. Um, what do you call that? Is it an expansion? What is it's it? It's an adventure. adventure. Hearthstone adventure. Okay. I don't play Hearthstone, so I don't know. I just saw it. I laughed myself sick reading the thing, realizing that they really did this, and now I wanted to ask you guys about it. So, what? what is this? It's amazing what? is what it is. <laughs> what it's, are they doing? It's an adventure set in Karazhan, except the, the idea is Medivh is throwing a big party, everybody's invited, but something has gone wrong. So... You're basically fighting a lot of the bosses from Karazhan, but the theme is very different. Um, although there's some different bosses, like a silverware golem, because he enchanted his silverware like Beauty and the Beast, but it went, it got mad and became a big silverware golem. It so went a little nuts. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's Karazhan reimagined through Hearthstone's sense of humor. And uh, my, fav- my favorite thing about this is the people who are willing to accept... Karazhan being Medivh's personal nightclub where he's throwing a disco, but they won't accept Draenei and Night Elves being there in that time period because they weren't introduced to the Eastern Kingdoms till much later. Like, that's what you're going to get hung up on. You're going to get hung up when there's a Draenei there, but not all this other stuff going on. Look, come on. Medivh I, can do what Medivh wants. He's the guardian. Well, plus, I mean, isn't Karazhan a nexus of time and space? Maybe yeah, they just wandered much. in in the future and it's you know stuck here. They were like, "Oh wow, we got we got an invitation." I don't know how that happened, but Baiku okay. says Exodar Disco in the chat channel, and honestly, that's immediately what I thought of when yeah. I saw the trailer. I was like, "It's like Exodar Disco, only another step above that." <laughs> this is yeah. and, and there are some of the Hearthstone bosses are from World of Warcraft Karzan, like Nether Spite and Prince Malkazar and Shade of Iran, and they translated the chess event from WoW into a boss in this adventure. And apparently, they had the developer who made the chess event in WoW's Karazhan, work on this boss in Hearthstone. It looks really neat. I just want to know, like, if Medivh is throwing a party and the Shade of Iran shows up, how awkward is that? Hi, Dad. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, um, I guess he just kept his dad's ghost there forever. Yeah. He's just there to hang out. Offer advice, frown disapprovingly. I still remember the time you killed me. You bring that up every time. Why can't we just have a nice outing? Because you killed me. But yeah, it's a new Hearthstone adventure, 
And that starts... When does that start, Alex? It's pretty soon, isn't it? Like the 12th? Next week or uh, something like that. I think it's next week, yeah. Yeah, um, 11th maybe? I don't know. 11th but, or 12th. Um, there's going to be a, a free prologue mission. So everybody gets to see like how this whole thing starts off for free. And then every week, a new wing will be released for cold hard cash or gold, in-game well, gold. All I know is if they don't put a boss who, who is like a vampire from Northrend who turns into a bat into this, I will be disappointed. I don't Pretty think there sure is one. A, no. <laughs> you, you get the silverware golem instead. But it's okay. They have a lot the of... August. Yeah, there's a few cards that are kind of tongue-in-cheek Beauty and the Beast references. It's pretty great. <laughs> I love the dialogue lines because the, um, the Silverware Golem boss, you can watch it online. It's even on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's just no commentaries, just watching the encounter. And the mob, like the minions that this Golem spawns have the best, like you summon a fork, which I think gives everybody a charge. Mm-hmm. And the line it says when it spawns is, Fork word! it's amazing or uh, i think the plates yell served it's fantastic no i'm sorry forkward was the the best one yeah for sure all right also this we know that coming in about i guess at this point coming in about seven days uh we know that on august 9th one week yeah we're gonna finally actually get the invasion at least the beginning of it and that's when demon hunters are going to finally be available to people who pre-ordered hooray you will have, I don't know, you shall have about a month, less than a month. Um, about three weeks. Three weeks, three weeks to get your character to level 100, which starts at level 98, so that shouldn't be a problem. No, no you're usually level 100 by the time you finish that whole starting experience, honestly. Yeah. You'll be ready I'm, to go. The, I'm not, I, don't, like, I don't really care that much, but I'm, I'm glad these two things at least come out at the same time, because the invasion... The Broken Shore event in Demon Hunter intro all kind of intertwine into they, like yeah they tie in thing. together. But I mean, having the Broken Shore thing gone, um, not I don't know if that I don't think that's included in this, but it really should be because that's kind of oh no I believe the Broken Shore intro is part of the whole thing. Okay, I really hope so because it's kind of uh, an integral part. But they they all kind of go together. If they didn't but... have the Broken Shore intro, then yeah, uh, the Demon Hunters quests... would be kind of boned. <laughs> Plus, there's certain quests that go with the invasion, like right. that actually tie up right directly into the Broken. If it works like it did on the PTR and the beta, they, it's all going yeah. live at the same time. That that scenario is kind of necessary for the whole package. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I which, was I was nervous they they would like oh the invasion starts and next week you get demon hunters but like if, if you actually care about how like the narrative all goes together that doesn't really work it has to all come at once yeah. speaking of narratives then since since Alex gave me the perfect opening for it I'm gonna jump a b- up a bit because I want to talk about the audio drama the Tomb of Sargeras which came out uh, yesterday right yep yesterday um, I listened to it last night after Ann posted a link on Twitter because I wanted to hear it and it isn't it isn't quite a fully voiced audio drama it's not like they don't have a cast of, of people reading off lines it's it's more like an audiobook it's one person but if you're interested in them finally dealing with the huge can of worms they opened with another Gul'dan they did they're they're addressing it pretty directly it, here it's and in the narrative and it even makes sense how the character reacts I mean I was like sitting there going my god storytelling that actually addresses what they did and makes sense if yeah. only this had happened in warlords their their audio drama thing is it's more like an i like to refer to it as an audiobook with extra oomph because mm-hmm. it's an audiobook but he's doing all of the voices and he's real good he's real yeah. real good I and not um heard of him, but there's also a hell of a he's got a heck of a cv if you there's want to also there's also music along with it and sound effects and stuff along with it. So, I mean, it's like, it's really well done. Um, and yeah, I like the fact that they're addressing some of this stuff, but I also just like the story in general because it tells us exactly what Gul'dan has been up to mm-hmm. since he got flung through that portal at the end of Hellfire Citadel. We had no idea where he went or what he was doing. Well, now we kind of have an idea. Um, we also know definitively who he is working for. It's yeah, and the, it's a four-part series. This was the first of four parts. So theoretically, if they if they keep up with the releasing it on Monday thing, we should get the last episode of that right before the launch of Legion, which should be great. 
Yeah, that would be a, narratively that would be satisfying. Uh, it definitely, I I don't even know how to put it. Like, this I don't want to give any spoilers for it because that's not what the point of the show really. We have an entire podcast where we do that. But um, if you're interested in what Gul'dan's motivations are, what he's thinking, and more importantly, like how, what he feels about the fact that he's not the first Gul'dan to be here, this this audio drama is for you. You should listen to it. It's and it's you know plus it's good uh, and. It's kind of fun because, in a way, it's he's a good enough actor that he does the voices differently enough that he can have Cadgar or Kil'jaeden or Gul'dan or even Maya of Shadow Song talk, and it doesn't sound ridiculous. Like it sounds like different people. So yeah. No, he's just really good at reading stories. That's Stephen Pacey. Stephen Pacey did the narr- the narration for it. Robert Brooks wrote the story. Brooks has written all kinds of wonderful stories for Blizzard before. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm really happy with this so far. Yeah, I can't I mean, wait to see what happens it's, it's, next. It's, it's a quality thing. I I was like Rossi said, really expecting it would be multiple voice actors. That's what I think when it's like audio drama, like podcasts that do the kind of thing nowadays. Audio drama podcasts. They have a cast of people like, oh, I play so-and-so and and this person plays so-and-so. Yeah, that's Um, what I thought we were going to get. Yeah, but it's definitely more of the audiobook style where it's just a narrator. It's a good one, though. Uh, At this point, though, we're going to switch shift gears because this is something that I have no idea what's going on. So one of you guys is going to explain it to me. They're having, like, Overwatch looks like it's going to be having Olympics-themed skins. The Summer Games! The Overwatch Summer Games, they just launched today. Um, it's definitely not the Olympics because they don't want to get sued. No, they definitely do not. But it's the Summer Games, and they have a logo that isn't rings. It looks more like peacock feathers in a rainbow variety of colors. But regardless, oh, you're going to get sued by NBC, guys. Regardless, they have a new brawl out. Um, Alex, you want to explain the brawl? Yeah, the brawl. Um, I don't know if either of you probably not. If either of you guys played Rocket League? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It's soccer with cars, and this is soccer with Lucio's, except you're not kicking the ball, you are shooting, or punching the ball, or using his, like, right-click knockback on it. And it's a really big ball. Yeah, like, it's it's massive. It is bigger than Lucio. It's Overwatch Rocket League, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you don't kill people in it, you don't fight each other, it's just you 3v3 knocking the ball back and forth trying to score goals, and uh, whoever has the most within four minutes wins. Um, it's uh, it's a very different from the regular Overwatch gameplay, but it's a lot of fun. I uh, think if you already own Rocket League, you'll probably prefer to play Rocket League, but as a side minigame in Overwatch, it's a blast. It's pretty, it looks pretty entertaining, and I kind of want to play that. I'm, I'm hoping we can stream some of that tomorrow, because I want to play around with it. But um, the other stuff that's going on with it, there are special Summer Games loot boxes, and in those loot boxes, there are skins, there are sprays, there are emotes, there are One thing I victory will say poses. Is, this is perfect for Zarya. Yeah. And, I, and the skin they have for Zarya that I've seen is perfect for her. Yeah. You know, if, you know. I, I, again, I, I love Overwatch to death, despite the fact that if I play it for five minutes, I, I literally have to put my head down because it, yeah, it causes my eye to explode. So it's, I mean, it's even, you know, people without like, eye issues have it has a very narrow field of view. And people when FPS games have such a narrow field of view, a lot of people have problems with that. So it's what I find interesting, though, are the loot boxes because they're kind of um, yeah. they're different. You want to explain that, Alex? Yeah, um, there's no... Currently, for the duration of the event, there's no standard loot crates. It's all the Summer Games loot crates. But the Summer Games ones, the the special skins and sprays and so forth that are only available during this event cannot be purchased with credits. So you can only get them through acquiring the Summer Games loot boxes. And if you want a lot of them, you probably have to pay real money for them. But they also include items from the standard boxes. So chances are good... If you've gotten a lot of boxes previously, most of what you're going to get are standard items that are duplicates, so you get credits, which you can't use to buy the things you want from the event. Which is kind of lame, yeah, really. It's, it's pretty terrible. I, uh, If you log in right now, if you log in right now, you get one free crate for logging in, and then it works. You earn crates the same way you earn crates in games right now. You level, and when you hit, you know, hit a level, you get a crate. Or you can buy the crates from the store. But yeah, I I have a problem with that. I honestly, I mean, 
I love the idea of the event. I love the brawl. It looks like a blast. But if you're going to release something that's so limited in scope, where it's only going to be here for like a month, maybe less than a month, then maybe you should make it so that those crates only have loot that relate to the event instead of mixing in all of the other junk that, quite frankly, most people probably already have at this point because they've been playing Overwatch nonstop. So... I mean, honestly, what people are going to want is the skins. Right. And so... There's already the problem when I opened a crate and I got like a spray. I was like, oh, come on. And now it's I got even the Torbjorn worse. skin. I was really happy. <laughs> Sweet, Swedish Torbjorn? Yeah, I did. I got yeah, that. And, and so now you're like, yes, I see the fireworks. I got a summer games item. And it's like, oh, it's a spray of May playing table tennis. Great. I really would have preferred I mean, one I of those skins. Yeah, I don't mind that so much, but it's like. Yeah, if you want to, like, try and collect things, I mean, why would you slap down real money on loot boxes that still contain stuff that was in the old loot boxes when all you're looking for is the event stuff? If you're going to release an event-only loot box, then make sure it only has loot that pertains to the event. Yeah. That just makes sense. I might be remembering this incorrectly, but um, I played a lot of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which had a similar thing, like, you level up earn crates or you buy crates and you get like new characters or weapons or whatever and i spent some money on that and then when they were to release a new dlc if i remember correctly there would be a new crate but that crate would specifically include items from the new dlc right so i could spend like 20 bucks and i would get random stuff but it was from a pool of things i didn't have yet like i was almost certainly going to get new stuff from that patch I was fine playing, paying money to get that stuff. I don't want to pay money to maybe get duplicates from the old stuff and not be able to use those coins on the new stuff. Like, that's just crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I appreciate the event. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's definitely appropriate that they're doing something like this. And, like, the whole idea of the summer games and all the countries coming together. Like, that all fits with overwatch really well like it just fits with overwatch's whole overall feel and the theme and everything else but those loot crates man i you know if you're gonna sell the loot crates make sure they contain the items from that event don't throw in the other junk in there with it because that's available whenever you can get that whenever you want if you can only get this stuff for like 20 days or whatever well then maybe you should make it so people if they want to you know drop down the 40 bucks and buy 50 of those boxes make sure that they're getting stuff from the event in them and yeah that just it it bothered me (laughs) i'm really not familiar with uh i don't know like hearthstone has like pity protection where if you haven't gotten a legendary in like 40 pack openings or whatever, it will give you a legendary on your 40th pack. Like you are guaranteed to get <laughs> one protection. if you had that much terrible luck. You will get one on the 40th pack. I don't know if Overwatch does that or if it has any kind of thing about that. But I know like even... Because I think all this stuff is kind of derived from... What is it in Japan? It's called the Gachapon or whatever. It's like yeah. random prizes. Yeah. I think even Japan was like having no protection... It's crap. We're going to regulate that. If you have a game with this random stuff, people need to get stuff. You can't. They can't just walk away empty-handed after yeah, spending. They, I think we've gotten to the point where in gaming, where true RNG has been revealed to be soul-crushing. Yeah. Where you just with the pot, especially when you are spending money on it. When you're spending money on it, and, and this is in general, this is for anything. If you're spending money on something and you could, you could easily spend $500 or however much you wanted to spend and get nothing no matter what just because it's pure RNG, yeah, that's no good. And, and the coins were what made it acceptable in Overwatch. Like, okay, I got junk time and time again, keep doing duplicates, but I'm getting my coins from these duplicates. Eventually, I can get the one I want no matter what. Eventually, you can buy the thing. Only you but, can't buy the thing with this one. Yeah, except this one, it's not. There's no guarantee. I would even accept, like, if they had a second kind of crates, which is just the summer crates, and they only contained the summer items, I would be willing to even pay more for that. Like, okay, instead of a dollar a crate, it's a dollar fifty. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get the thing I want. It costs a little more, but it guarantees I get something from this much smaller pool of items. And I mean, in the long run, it doesn't necessarily matter too much. I mean, there are some people that are upset that they're charging money or whatever, but the thing is, is like, 
you don't have to pay the money. You can just do the same thing you've been doing, level, get your crates that way, open them up. Maybe they'll have things in them. And I mean, it's all cosmetic items. Yeah, and the, kind of the problem with I, that is... I wouldn't even feel bad about getting a spray in a summer loot crate box if it was related to the summer games. You know? right. <laughs> if it's just another spray like the same old spray that you get from the right... That's, that's where I run into the issue there. I'm like, if you're going to give us goodies tailored to a specific event, then make sure everything in that box is from that event. That's yeah, all. I, I was watching... Right after this patch went live, I was watching a stream on Twitch, and this guy saw the Japanese Genji... Skin? oh yeah like, i want that so he's like okay i'm gonna go buy it with my coins he's like oh i can't it's like but i really want it it's like well okay i'll buy 50 loot boxes and he opened all 50 and he didn't get it and he was like screw this game man <laughs> screw this game yeah okay but we sh- there's more to talk about and then we also have emails so i'm gonna move us away from the but whatever that was um overwatch but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i knew it was overwatch it just meant the the rant got kind of went big there uh and so I, I feel like we've talked about harbingers enough on another podcast so well we yeah probably... but cadgar came out last week yeah. though so i mean we mentioned Gul'dan on last week's podcast but cadgar came out yeah we should was... we should tell people that it happened yeah Harbingers are happening Gul'dan, did you get to see Gul'dan being you know his puppy kicking self and yeah we talked about that one yeah. last week but cadgar you you get to see cadgar that Without spoiling it, you get to see why Cadgar is just Cadgar. And I Cad- love Cadgar Cad- doing Cadgar things. I love Cadgar, so like this, this, this episode in particular just kind of like punted Cadgar from yeah, I kind of like that guy into oh man, I really love that guy. <laughs> I think if he hangs around too long, right, become the alliance's thrall. Yeah, we don't want we'll we don't want to get into overkill territory, but right now I'm still okay with Cadgar. I feel like Cadgar is probably going to be around for one more expansion cuz I feel like we're going to see whatever the next expansion is feels like it's going to be playing off this one, like this yeah. one off Warlords. So I feel like we'll have Cadgar for one more expansion and then he'll be like, "Okay, I'm done." But what about the old gods? No, I don't do them. No, no, I'm uh, retiring. Yeah. Like, retiring, retiring. <laughs> Cadgar is having that similar problem where he's like, I am supremely powerful. I can totally chump this guy in a cutscene. But once the cutscene ends, you have to collect 12,000 items for me. Like, <laughs> well, Cadgar, you just one-shot that guy. Go get him yourself. You can. Go get him, Cadgar. Just look, I have get a him. lot to do, man. <laughs> Although, you know, like, we, we saw when we went to uh, Shatrath and we did the event in Shatrath, we saw what happened there because he cast that really big spell and then he was like oh i've drained my energy i need to recharge you guys run ahead i, I still say one of the funniest bits of of warlords of draenor is bring me his skull for reasons <laughs> what reasons reasons there just reasons i really need it okay look just 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 get me a skull so um yeah I, I definitely feel like Kagar could get old fast but for right now i'm okay with him I just, I really liked that short. Um, I can't wait to see the, the last one comes out this week. So, because there were three of them this time. What I, what I thought interesting about it is that they got Michael Bell back again to do yes. it again. And I'm, I'm always down for Michael Bell. I was Bell so short. excited. <laughs> as was soon like, as he started that... talking, I was like, oh. Yeah. So there's that. That's That came out. Um, I guess we should mention too that Oriel has hit the PTR for Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. And she looks awesome. Uh, yep. Just just the simple fact that we're getting another support character, like the first one since, what, October of last year, is mm-hmm. exciting. We need more support characters. The current ones got really boring. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But she also just looks like a generally really cool character. Who was the last one? Like Lieutenant Rodriguez? Um... Mor- Morales. Oh, sorry. See, I yeah. keep falling out of the character from Aliens. In the, in the big like streak of StarCraft heroes, they released Morales, and that's been the last one since. And Morales herself isn't particularly exciting. Uh, it's like put a beam on somebody at the end. She was pretty straightforward. Oriel, on the other got, hand, yeah, is kind of more... But now we more... got the ribbon dancer who heals you. Yeah, Oriel is a little bit more complicated. Yeah, uh, she she does seem really exciting to play. Uh, and she has the Resurrect, which uh, we finally know how it works. People are like, but bodies ragdoll in Heroes of the Storm. How are you going to target somebody to res them? And now we know uh, you res their ghost, which remains where they died. How fun. So if Illidan's body ragdolls into outer space, his ghost will still be there. 
Oh, cool. even though his body has like slingshotted into the atmosphere somewhere, his yeah. ghost will still be right there on the his yeah. Okay. The ghost remains right where they died. Okay, good. <laughs> it's annoyed. Where'd my body go? I can't run back to Mars. Mars. It's on Mars now, I mean, and it's cons- still going. <laughs> considering some of Illidan's spectacular on the hunt deaths, where he's like streaking across the map and gets like hit by a random shot in. His ghost may still be somewhere really inconvenient, but we'll see. All right. Well, I believe that's our top stories for the week. Um, quite a few, actually, this week. It, it's As we're getting close to Legion launch, we're getting a lot more stuff happening, but, which is usually the case. So. I mean, it's not even all Legion-related. Like, yeah. No, no, there's just not. been a lot of news coming out over the past couple of weeks in general. So, but at this point, we're going to move on to do emails. So, it's usually the case. If you have an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We'll take pretty much emails on any subject. Uh, if you are like one of our comment readers this week who sent in eight emails, I'm going to try to pick one. I'm not going to do all eight because, I mean, I get what you're doing and it's cool that you broke it up and didn't just hit me with like a super long email and thank you for that. But I, I can't do an entire show of one person's emails. I, I feel like that would be rude to everybody That's else. okay, though, because we have plenty of their emails stored now, so we can use them in future episodes. You can pick and choose the goodies. Now Ian will be reading them. Okay. So, first email is from Sugal Kitten, who says, Hello, y'all. Just wondering if you know if there will be any kind of pre-patch event. So far, this is kind of dull once you figure out how to play your class. Thanks, Sugal Kitten. Yes. Well, we kind of answered that. Yeah, we, we answered that. It's going to be um, this August 9th. We start to see the invasion. Yeah, a week from today, there's going to be the invasion. And just brief overview, um, the Legion's arriving on Azeroth. And by arriving, I mean, like, slamming green fire into the world and all kinds of craziness, demons all over the place, fighting in cities. There's a lot. There's the just going to be a up, lot going on. <laughs> the Legion shows up an awful lot like when a frat house moves into your neighborhood. It's, it's like that. It's, it's mass chaos. Didn't yes. they make a movie about that? Um, they've made like 35. I think they've made about. several. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, um, the invasion, it's, it's not in every zone, really. Um, there's some stuff that happens in capital cities. There's also specific zones like Hillsbrad, uh, Chineris, Lachmadon, Westfall, Westfall uh, some other ones, where the, when the invasion... Like, an invasion happens that zone, and you go there, and you enter into a zone-wide... They treat it as a scenario. Kind of, it's, yeah. It's a zone-wide scenario, and everybody's in the same scenario. And it kind of goes in stages. Like, first, like, some dudes spawn, you got to beat up these dudes. And then the Legion's like, oh, crap, those dudes are dead. And the spaceships start firing, and things come down. You have to go around the entire zone. And yeah, there are spaceships. Demon spaceships. It's pretty yes. amazing. So it's it's not like the Scourge one, like the stuff out in the world is just, there's a crystal, there's a bunch of mobs milling around it, kill them a lot. Uh, there, it's more this is, structured. This is more active. And not that I mind just kill them a lot, because I like grinding things, I've mentioned this before, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. But um, for people who don't like just grinding mobs, these scenarios have more going on. It's it's yeah. It's nice that they have like context and structure to them. And then on top of that, there's also the aforementioned broken shore scenario, which everybody will be able to play through. Um, there's quests involved. I mean, there's it's, actually there's going to really... be quite a bit to do next Tuesday. Not not going to spoil it, but there is a quest chain that basically, if you watch the Kagar short. There's a quest chain that is effectively what Cadgar does after you watch that short. And there's uh, there's gear to collect. Yeah, you can get basically eye level 700 gear. It's it's going to be pretty cool. So there will be and plenty to do as of next week. I've I've seen a number of people that comment on our site like they're going to not going to be around next week, so they're going to miss a week of the invasion. And they're really worried about that. Um, from what I understand, I don't know if this has been confirmed. It was mentioned like a long time ago somewhere that the invasion will slowly ramp up. Yeah. I don't know if this is still the case. So, like, things will be happening next week, but maybe not super frequent. Like, if you log in, you'll probably find an invasion, but they might be spawning more quickly as we get closer to launch, or more things may be happening. So, <laughs> if you're looking to the grind out... The night before out, launch is just going to be pure chaos. <laughs> if you're looking to get, like, all the gear and stuff, and you do need to do these invasions to get the items, to get the gear, um, I think you'll have plenty of opportunities if it's going for the next three weeks. If for nothing else, you want to do it just for the transmog appearances of the weapons. They are amazing looking. I think there's like a pet as well and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There is. There's a Felbat pet that you can get. 
I'm in the middle of all this chaos. Look, I adopted a little evil bat. Oh, look, it's an evil bat. It's going to yeah. be my friend because it yeah. doesn't want to be part of the Legion. It just wants to be my friend. Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. So we'll get in basically wait a week. There will be lots to do. Uh, next email is from Raya Shaka, a troll shaman from Feathermoon and longtime listener, Patreon founder. Glory to our Blizzard Watch overlords. Long may they watch Blizzard. Thank you. He says, I was watching some run-throughs of the Artifact Quests. Okay, so this may have minor spoilers for Artifact Quests. Just just a heads up to people. Anyway, they said, one of them, something caught my eye. During the Unholy Death Knight Artifact Quest, you go after the Dark Riders, the poor souls who Medivh cursed to eternally seek artifacts. There were many strange and wonderful things in the various rooms in the catacombs of Karazhan, but the one... But one at the very end, got my attention. It was a very ornate and large statue of a Tauran female that seemed mystical and larger than life. As it was made of some sort of brown ore, I immediately assumed it was a statue of the Earth Mother. As far as I'm aware, it's the first time in-game something might be representing her. Looking forward to your thoughts and love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Rayashaka. I've done that quest, and I couldn't tell you if that was the Earth Mother or not. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. I remember the statue. I remember him saying, huh! Why does Medivh have that? Is Medivh um, just into really big statues of Tauran ladies? My impression from looking at those things is they didn't. If it wasn't there for your quest, it didn't necessarily have a lot of meaning. It's just Medivh's treasure trove. It's his. It's his dragon horde. His fancy artifacts. So I think they just populated it with stuff that looked shiny. Uh, okay, but in this particular case, it makes Medivh look like he's got like a Tauran statue thing going on. It's really strange. It is weird. Like, when you do it, you're maybe like... Maybe it's got some sort of magical significance. I don't know. Maybe it's just some Tauren who got petrified. I don't know, but it is there. It, it's 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 a strange thing to find. I, I was I was in the middle of, like, being attacked by stuff, so I wasn't, like, staring at it. I was like, oh, God! But, yeah, it is there. I don't it's, know what it is. It was probably just something sparkly in their doodads. They're like, oh, this looks like a treasure. Plop. <laughs> Well, hopefully that answers your question, Ryashaka. Uh, next email is from Kit- Kitsunagari. Kitsunagari, yeah. uh, Dranai Holy Priest on the Anvil Mar server, who says, Hi, and Mike and Alex. It's not Mike. Mike hasn't been here in forever. It's- well, Mitch is technically a Mike, but we call him Mitch. Oh, yeah, I guess he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but we call Mitch, him Mitch. Mitch is a shortened version of his last name, and that's what we use for some reason, because that's what he told us he is. I don't know. And Rossi is a Matt, but we call him Rossi. Yeah, I don't know why. It used to be there were tons of Matts around here. but That's why. Matt, yeah. It's just there were so many Matts that you were Rossi. And yeah, we used to have like four or five of them. There were a back. ton of Mikes, so Sako was Sako. <laughs> and then it just kind of stuck, even though people moved on, because that's just who you are now to me. Sorry. I like okay. using last names as the last name sounds cool. Okay. So anyway, uh, email from Kitsunagari says, My first character, but now my number one alt, is an orc warlock, mostly for the dichotomous roleplay. I finally finished the warlock green fire quest line after zero failed attempts, and something occurred to me. The boss is the essence of order. Having pre-ordered and continued to devour Chronicle Volume 1, I find order in the southwest corner on the cosmology map this is all about chronicle i'm so sorry alex anyway says i would like to hear your thoughts about this npc according to wowhead please speculate on the possibility of player warlocks coming so close to the far edge of the cosmology map even confronting the grandmother the titans themselves two levels above is the essence of order the essence of death disorder or life ever mentioned in game thoughts sincerely thanks for all you do kitsunigari um yeah, people keep trying to slap things on that cosmology map, and like I hate keep, that map for this reason. It's well, people keep trying to slap things on it and say, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're over in this corner and they're over in this corner. No, the mortals of Azeroth and everyone is in the center of that map where Azeroth is. Like, you don't cross over. There is no traveling around. There's no nothing. You just it, access various schools of magic. It's a conceptual map. It's a conceptual map, and it's the placement—the a... placement of the, everything on that map—isn't isn't like specifically for some overwhelming reason. It's just that's that's where things are. Let's hop on a spaceship and travel to Orderland. Yeah, yeah. that does. That's not how it works. <laughs> this, this isn't. I mean, I understand a lot of us played D and D, and so 
we came up, we grew up with the great wheel of D&D cosmology, and right. we were like, we're going to go to the plane of concordant opposition, but these aren't planes. No. Like, they are planes on the map, to a degree, but it's not, it is a conceptual map. It is, these ideas are in opposition to each other. It is essentially, if you are very orderly, you are not chaotic sort of thing. It isn't, you know, well, the essence of order must come from the plane of order. There's no plane of order. There's just, the void is an evil force. It is not, okay, we're on the train. Uh, we're going to stop it at void, and then we're going to swing through up, you know, this is not the uh, the T-map the of Boston or anything like that. <laughs> it's a conceptual and I mean, it's uh, so they need a mob for this thing. You know, like one of the things that warlocks are heavy on is is the whole concept of, of chaos. Like the mm-hmm. mastery for destruction is really janky now because it's a random effect because chaos. Yeah. That's fun, I guess. Um, so in this quest, you fight something that is not chaotic. You fight something orderly. Like that's all there is to it. You're well, it ties into something... the whole thing. You find out one of the origins of de- of the demons that you summon was that they were bloodhounds who was attracted to sacrificial magic. They were created by the Titans to do that job. They are orderly beings. That's it's all tied into the the lore of the thing. So it isn't meant to be literally. This guy is pure order. He is more powerful than the Titans. He is their grandfather. It's it, that is not how it works. It's just a mob, man. It's yeah. just a mob. There's it. nothing much bigger. Nothing much bigger than that. I mean, essence of order means that it's orderly in essence. Anyway, sorry that didn't really like go too deep into that for you there, Kitsunagari, but there's only there's only so much there. Yeah, I think you're reading a little too far into the cosmology map. You don't need to yeah, read that I, far into it, se- it. It seems like everybody does that with the cosmology map, which is why I really don't like it now. It's like every mob in WoW, it's just some guy made a cool mob for you to kill. Usually, when it's just stuff you fight, it really doesn't matter that much. It's just stuff you I mean, I like dissecting that map just because I like dissecting that map and kind of looking at the layout of things. Um, But I'm more looking at concepts. It's like a conceptual thing. It's not really meant to be literally interpreted. Interpreted? That's not even a word. Interpreted. Let's interpretate that map. (laughs) I'm tired. My brain hurts. I was trying to decipher a Sombra thing earlier today. <laughs> Nothing is working right right now. Okay, so our next email is from Leoris of Proudmore, who says, Good evening, watchers. As an avid collector, I'm thoroughly enjoying the new wardrobe system. I did notice a couple of bugs when I went to transmog the paladin tier 17 mythic and heroic shoulders, the pauldrons of guiding light. After the patch, the spell effects on the shoulders are green now instead of blue, which throws off two of my favorite paladin armor sets. Have any of you noticed similar bugs, and how are you enjoying the system overall? It's been an honor helping to support your great team since its inception. Keep up the stellar work, Leoris. I haven't noticed anything like that, but man, I would be bummed if I, I did. There's I have I have entire sets that are built around colors. That would drive me nuts if a piece of gear suddenly switched colors. There, there's one that's not related to the wardrobe, but it's a bug that hap- it came into being a long time ago, and they never fixed, and it really bums me out. You know the Tabard of the Lightbringer? That was one of the items from like the Lich King quest? Yeah. Uh, when you used, to, you used to use it, and you would get this like glow of light that would kind of swirl around you. Like, right. Be, now I'm... you use it, and it's like embedded in your chest, so you just have like glow coming out of your pecs or your boobs. <laughs> And it's mostly inside your character model. So you use it, and it looks really terrible. And it's been this way for a few years. Like, it broke, and they never fixed it. So I just don't use the tabard anymore, because the particle effect has been busted for three, four years. I want to say that Rossi and I's old raid leader had that tabard and used to use it all the time. Yeah, he did. He did. He had that tabard, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't go around you anymore. It's embedded inside. There was that tabard, or there was the one that came out, like, during the event where the uh, black, the, the dark portal was opening just before uh before uh, burning crusade came out yeah that tabard had a similar effect except you flex when you use it right the argent crusade do, one or the argent a, dawn one yeah you would do a light thing around you and it was a similar effect i don't know if that one's broken or not but i i need to go look because i actually i have that tabard so yeah i'll have to go look at that and see but yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I haven't noticed any sort of like graphical glitches or anything, but most of my gear is leather and or male and doesn't really have much in the way of glowy spell effects or anything like that. Because um, I appreciate subtlety on my character. <laughs> <laughs> subtlety. 
Um, if I if I decide I want an entirely blue set that glows, I I go get it, and I I have three. I, yeah. I do have my to say paladin. my shaman my shaman has like the lightning shoulders because I have this whole lightning thing going on with her. But yeah, I feel like it depends on the class. Like my paladin, I will be ostentatious as heck because that's your job, man. You're supposed to be glowy and bright. <laughs> but my rogue, it's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't say she's wearing a subtle set because uh, it's the alliance tier nine, which is extremely cleavagey, which is not subtle, but it's more understated than my paladin who is throwing like particle effects in every which direction. Well, yeah, it's like for for my warrior. Like I think I, I when I wrote the most recent warrior column, I went out and put together a set that is basically, in my opinion, the warriorist set you can get. Yeah. Because it is just it is brown and spiky. <laughs> it's like you are literally walking around brown and spiky, and it's like it looks like it's got dried blood on it. It's just it is that's a warrior set. A warrior set is not. Look at my glowing particle effects. It's like oh, are you kidding me with this? You know, I went to go. Because you can, you can undelete your characters now, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to go get my paladin back. The paladin that I deleted during Wrath. I figured, well, maybe I'll bring her back so that I have all her plate gear, right? Mm-hmm. I can't find her. It's like she didn't exist. If, yeah, uh, that is a problem. And I don't, I don't know what to do about that exactly. Because you would think that she would exist. But like... The server that I had her on, when I go to click the whole undelete character, it's like, you don't have any characters to undelete. And I'm like, well, I should, because it was Wrath, and I'm looking at the support page, and it says that if you had a character that was, you know, this level, then you should have them perpetually or whatever. And she was level 80. Like, I got her to max level before I deleted her. I know, everybody's cringing right now, going, why would you do that? I'm sorry. Paladins were really boring to play. But yeah, it, it well, like, Wrath? Paladins are awesome in Wrath. I, I got so bored. I was so bored the whole time. I played that paladin and I'd like pull a big group of mobs, lay down a holy fart, and then like go back to watching Netflix. And when I turned around, there were a bunch of things for me to loot. That's it, when Retribution was its most exciting, I thought. That, I didn't find it exciting at all. <laughs> I found it pretty boring. But... I mean, plate classes have never really been my thing, but I figured, okay, well, for the wardrobe system, for the sake of the wardrobe system, why don't I bring her back? And maybe, you know, maybe I'll try playing a paladin again. Maybe it's a little bit different at level 100. Maybe I'll actually enjoy it this time. Who knows? Except that she doesn't exist. So I don't know what I have to do with that. I guess maybe file a ticket, but I don't even remember what that character's name was. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I do know. know what server she was on. Hey, uh... that's it. Rossi, I have a question in regards to particle effects for warriors. What if there was an armor set where the particle effect was just like blood squelching out of you at all times? Would you use that? Two death ninety. No, because they're yeah, dead. They they're, don't have blood. They have blood is one of their three specs. But they take other people's blood. It's this is just, your oh. this is your blood gushing out at all times. No, you're all just, wounded. You've been out there warrioring. I just feel, first off, it would look dumb because it's World of Warcraft and they're not going to have a good blood effect squirting out of you. It's going to look like their squelchy sound that you've seen what they do with blood in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, secondly uh, I feel like warriors are like, sure, we get hurt and we probably would have a lot of bandages with blood all over them or whatever. But the idea that we just be squirting, I mean, that kills you. You die. <laughs> that's that's like, I'm so tired. No, you're, you're getting healed. You get more blood. You get healed continuously. We, we can't stop the bleeding, but we can constantly regenerate your blood. This is a terrible magical spell you've created. <laughs> but no, for me, if a warrior is going to have a particle effect, the problem is, is that paladins and death knights have really divided up the, the moral schemata here. Like they've, you know, paladins get all the shiny stuff. Death knights get all the, what is that horrible thing stuff? And warriors are kind of left with, hit it. What if, what if he did hit it? The- Swords are falling out of you. Again, uh, falling out of you is the problem here. It, 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 it is very warrior. <laughs> the only thing that not I could wardrobe. see, like remotely, remotely warriorish, is because you aren't dealing with magic or anything. Is if you're just constantly like flinging up piles of dust and dirt as you fight. Yeah, or so it's sort of like a pig pen aura, like the Quite peanuts funny. character. You know, when yeah. he walked, it was just dust clouds. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I don't really want to be pen, but okay. You're just dirty. Fun. You're a big old dirty warrior. <laughs> For me, like the warrior aesthetic works best instead of instead of it being heavily particle effects. It it should be. I would love a set that made you straight up just bigger. Like one of the you know warriors should you know since they're just physically more powerful, they should just be bigger. 
or like like the avatar spell turns you into rock you know something like that like you know various like you know racially themed size changes or stuff like that like i could see a night elf warrior being able to like do something with the fact that they can all shadow meld or whatever but for most what, of them just, what if it's going to be something falling out of them <laughs> though you know those uh like when cartoons censor curse words it's like the at symbol and the pound symbol and all that what if you you had shoulders and like there are speech bubbles alternating from one shoulder to the other having like curse words coming out of you so everything you're going to come up with is a vaguely joke <laughs> what, what if your what, armor just curses constantly what, what is that stream of profanity I, I coming do, from I, your armor i wouldn't like that either because <laughs> it's silly i mean you as an amount of silly i can handle but i mean i honestly think for warriors one of the problems i had with the warrior class hall was that they couldn't come up with a way to have all the different races of azeroth hang out in it because like Horde and Alliance warriors were just like staring at each other the whole time, getting ready to attack each other. And, and you know, I, honestly, I honestly feel like that's kind of silly because we're you know demons. We we have bigger things to fight. But I do think you could have armor sets that were racial, and that for warriors that would make sense. Like having a gnome armor set for warriors, where it's all clockwork, and having a night elf warrior set where it's all vaguely made of magic wood, and having like a, a human warrior set which is straight up. Just the the Warcraft three human knight shining plate. If it's they weren't obsessed plate. with including the Horde Alliance War in every expansion, they could have done it. Like this is the expansion yeah. where they're like, we're not fighting each other. We got bigger fish to fry. Then put them in the same class hall. Great, but they have to keep the like. Oh, here's the side plot where they're at war mm-hmm. because we're not bored of that yet. So they can't do it. And the thing is, they still could have done it because the average grunt is is never as obsessed with the objectives as their commanders. The average grunt always understands, you know, here we are in the trenches. That dude I'm going to kill tomorrow and I are basically the same. Like, if you ever watch All Quiet on the Western Front, the soldiers yeah. got it. The soldiers know, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to be shooting you tomorrow, but, you know, tonight we'll have Christmas. Yep. You know what I mean? It's well, just stuff like that. I, I honestly felt like they could have gone to the class hall and been like, yeah, I might have to kill you in the storm, in, in storm in spot, in, you know, the Stormheim. Yeah, I might have to kill you there. But, you know, we muzzle eat because we're here and they got a ton of food. Have you seen the Vrakul serving? It's like they put like an entire cow on that thing. Okay, well, we have one more email here, so I figure we should just answer it real quick since it's the last one. Oh, sure. Um, so, that this one is from Mitt. Because I don't know how to pronounce that whole name, but you put Mitt in parentheses, so we're just going to call you Mitt on Zul'jin, who says, Good day, fellow Blizz Geeks. In Mists of Pandaria, Rathion 4 warned us of the Legion's return. I'm currently in the beta, but have played minimally and have tried not to pay any attention to the storyline so as not to spoil for myself once the release goes down. But I have this insatiable curiosity of what happens with Rathion. Does he make an appearance in Legion at all, or are they saving him for later in a future patch, 7.1 or 7.2 or beyond that or maybe run up to the next expansion what's your knowledge or thoughts on our black winged friend um mitt Rathion was in the beta for a little while and actually had a pretty involved quest chain in high mountain but it was removed so yeah. he's not in there anymore which i'm not particularly happy about because i love Rathion to bits yeah, and they, they took out all the neat stuff they'd given to him and gave it to some guy that i never heard of before yeah so we don't know where Rathion is i'm i'm hoping that that means that he'll be playing a heavier role in a later patch or I'm maybe even for- the next expansion i'm looking forward to his eventual role as consort of stormwind quite frankly <laughs> uh, i think that's going to be great okay no spoilers here <laughs> his his current absence is really weird to me because he yes. was the one saying like this legion thing's gonna happen so it's like he's gathering power to be ready for this and but then it happens and this he's like bye he's really invested in so you would think that he would be directly in there somehow helping us out or trying hoping, to get this resolved i'm and, hoping at some point he rides in on the final titan and just right but like he he hasn't he hasn't like I said, he was there in High Mountain. He had a fairly lengthy and involved quest chain. And all of that was, he was just taken out of all of it. And it was given to somebody else. So I'm assuming that we're probably going to see him in a future patch. Because Why this is the that? thing he was warning us about. This is the thing. He should be here. He should be. Well, plus, I mean, they, it's not like they forgot him. They did. They, they were developing him. <laughs> and then suddenly they're like, nah. They just have different plans, I guess. Blizzard does that sometimes, like back in, in Mists, where they had an entirely different Jade Forest, and then they were like, nah, 
and they just switched it on us. So I'm I'm hopeful that we'll see some more Rathion. It, it really would be strange if like the thing he'd been warning us about two expansions ago happens, and he's like, "What? Oh, that happened? Oh, I was sleeping. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, wow. Uh, I totally meant to be ready for this. I got plans. Oh, wow. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah. Okay. You seem to be doing good with Kagar. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens with that. Anyway, um, that wraps up the emails. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Alex, did you want to jump in here or do we want to wrap it up? Sure. You can also support our site by going to blizzardwatch.com slash grays. Check out grays. It's a subscription healthy snack service. You're going to be playing Legion. You want some snacks, get something healthy. Uh, Graze, it's G-R-A-Z-E and not the color. That's Alrighty. it. That's the podcast then for everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. It is pretty much why we have a podcast in the first place. Uh, if you have an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And, you know, thanks very much. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.